Welcome to Mower Talk Tuesday, talking golf from the PGA Tour to the local Muni and everything in between. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Mower Talk Tuesday is live. It is definitely uncut and, well, probably should be somewhat censored, but it is not. Kinger here, Jimbo on the line, and we are also joined by a great guest of the show and a guy who has needed to be on here much sooner, but hey, it's part of the deal. Oh, wow. With Zach Gray. What's going on, dude? Oh, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I needed to be on this show much, much sooner, <laughs> but I'm glad y'all finally decided to give a call and get the old boy up here. Absolutely. Had to go with the um, the Merv Griffin show tunes to lead you in since you're a guest. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> yes. It's the Merv Griffin set. That's anyway, right. That's right. All right. So, big week of golf upcoming, the U.S. Open. It is here. It is definitely aware because it's going to be a tough track. But before we get into all that fun stuff, well, you had the PGA Tour Safeway open in, it looked like foggy California, but it was actually just a smoky haze because that entire state is on fire. I'm surprised they even played. Stewart Sink. Came out of left field and won it there. What was it, first win since the British Open back in ancient times when Tom Watson was still playing? How about old Stewie, old Baldy, getting the job done there? He's still got that nasty uh, tan line, too, on his head that he was rocking in 09. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it a chrome dome. It's more like a bad, bald tire. Yeah, it looks that looks it looks rough. Uh he got the win. Harry Higgs melted down out there, throwing a tantrum like all these tour pros do, not understanding how good they have it. I I went off on uh, Sunday with you, Kinger, about that. You did. Uh, I had people saying, like, dude, you kind of look like Harry Higgs. I was like, thanks. I'm, I wear a, I barely butt my shirt, and I'm fat as shit. Thank you. Lose my number. Appreciate it. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Harry Higgs almost in there. Great little field. Great to see, uh, to see Stewart Sink getting the win there. And uh, how about his wife looking good after right. beating cancer? Total babe. Right. She was looking good, had the tight pants on, mm. and the uh, the hater blockers that I always love to see oh, uh, yeah. on on the females. Yeah, she was looking good. She was looking I bet her- good. You know he's got the sun on the bag. I bet his I bet his friends enjoy going over to the sink household. Oh, Sinky's wife has got it going on. I don't know the son's name, so we'll let that one slide. Speaking of hot women, it was also the LPGA had a major championship out in Palm Desert. The A and A Inspiration, the Dinosaur, whatever you want to call it, out there. Why did they schedule a tour event in the middle of? The heat in the desert? I don't know, but nonetheless, it was uh, a very hot field and a lot of hot action, too, as Miriam Lee gets the win over Smoke Show Nellie Corda and little cutie Brooke Henderson. Now, there was a bit of a controversy. Even Justin Thomas got into the mix on this because there was the big blue wall behind the green on 18, which is a par 5, which you can get on into, but they call it an island green, but it's really not an island if there's a backstop. And apparently, Miriam Lee, to get into the playoff, Jimmy, she fires off a three-wood into the backstop, gets a free drop, and chips in for Eagle to get into the playoff. And then she hit the ball again in the playoff 
and made birdie to win the tournament. How about that? Is that a big deal? I don't think it is. There's always bleachers behind the green. Right, right. There's always bleachers behind the green, and you know, for Justin Thomas to pop off like that is 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 pretty hypocritical because of the just absolute sponsorship show that the PGA Tour is. Mm. They have it on like every hole on on tour. Yes, they do every hole, but uh, nonetheless, that was part of the deal. I think you know. I right. think we could benefit from backstops. The only thing we got is like the oh. clubhouse, and that costs money if you hit that thing. So I played a course in high school called Chapel Hill, and if you hit it off the church behind the you know the the clubhouse used to be a church. If you hit it off the top of the church back into play, it was in bounds. Sure, the so holy roller. We would launch it into the end of the church. Wow! It was still in play. It wasn't out of bounds. That must have been quite the religious experience. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, that's pretty cool. There. Um, okay, so let's bring in ZG. If he's not, uh, what are you making a cocktail over there? What are you doing? Ah, uh, not making a cocktail, but I do have a beer rolling. Good. Uh, drinking on this terrapin. Mm. High and hazy IPA to get the night Ooh. going tonight. I think I'm going to fire up the Weber later on tonight. Oh, dude, you're on that Weber. That is like a, you got your second office is Jonathan's, third office is the backyard with the Weber. That's right. Hey, it's not bad. Not bad. No. So, got that Weber fired up. Um, almost burned the house down the first time I put that thing on. <laughs> thing got to like 900 degrees. Put way too much charcoal in it, but hey, we're 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 rolling with it now. It's a Weber hey, did baby. You, did you send your eyebrows like our buddy CP did at his Uh-oh. bachelor party. Ah oh, man, we did not. I did not. That was um, quite the experience. I learned from the uh, learned from the best over there. You boys. Wow. Yeah. Cody Powell. I thought it was you that singed your eyebrows off, or was that CP? No, it was CP because he, like, insisted on putting the lid back on, and Aiden and I were like, no, don't leave the lid off. He's like, no, no, it'll be fine. And then he goes back out there and just, (laughs) whoosh. Yeah. Well, it didn't help. It was, like, windy as hell up there that night. It was so cold you could barely run outside to even start that grill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was that was bad. Cody burned like his mustache and his eyebrows. Oh. I remember Morgan, I think, texted me and was like, what did Cody do? He burnt himself. I was like, well, a young boy, he hadn't learned yet, Morgan, so yeah, maybe I you know. could teach him. Real yeah, well, we were probably only two Heineken mini kegs in at that point, so, mm. you know, what he said. Yeah, it actually probably didn't help that, yeah, he probably breathed on the fire and he almost caught himself more in, in flames. Self-combust. Self-combusted himself. <laughs> He's self-combusting. He's got too much liquor on him. <laughs> the liquor. Well, Cody. the boy deserved it. So, yeah, um, he, did. he did. Good send-off for him. <laughs> yes, it was. Man, yeah, that was a good time from the 20 minutes I recall from that trip. But nonetheless, uh, it, was, uh, it was a fun time up at the mountains. Speaking of fun times, we had some fun times on the golf course, all of us, including uh, the Brazilian and Cameron Eastburn, down in lovely Destin, Florida, for Jimmy's little send-off playing out there. I don't know, what did we play, like 18 holes and then decided to just drink and ride in the cart for another nine and, and debauchery and whatnot, Eastburn in front of people sliding glass doors as they're watching reruns of Gilmore Girls. It was an absolute disaster zone. What a great 
time that was. Uh, pretty good course. Um, great setup for me. I was just smashing the ball down the center. <laughs> <laughs> it was, dude. You had that thing going. I don't think you missed a fairway. Hey, that's my game. See, I just uh, just throw it out there in the um, in the fairway as far as I can, then try and hit a good second shot. If not, I just sit in the cart and drink beers. <laughs> Throw one out on the putting green, putt around. Hope I can get it all together on the next hole. <laughs> Got to regroup. Got to get this beer in yeah, me to, to regroup. regroup. <laughs> Got to dial it in a little bit more. I'm a little off. Need some more swing oil. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, great time out there. Now let's uh, jump back in. U.S. Open this week. Uh, there are USGA opening a second headquarters in Pinehurst, which I don't know why they don't already. That's kind of like a golf mecca. And so the resort, probably going to host some more U.S. Opens in the future. Do we like this move, some more some more action at Pinehurst? I think it's a great track. I mean, always a great U.S. Open. You had um, Payne Stewart, RIP, winning, uh, beating Phil. Uh, you had Michelle Wee, who looked hot mm-hmm. with the tabletop putter, winning there. Um, what was the other? What was the um, Martin Keimer, he won. Yeah. I mean, just a great, great assortment of champions there at Pinehurst. Brings out the best in the game. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, I don't know about all this rumor about having a U.S. Open Rota because it sounds like we'd lose courses like Tory, Kinger, and, yeah. and some more public courses. But we talked about that before where maybe the PGA will take up that public course mantle of, of having more majors at Courses uh, the three of us could go out and have a few Coors Lights at. Mm, love Coors Lights on the golf course. So Wingfoot is the uh, location this week for the U.S. Open up there in New York. Great track. Looks tough. Of course, a uh, classic U.S. Open venue. Uh, signature move is the big Phil Mickelson meltdown in 06 when he was, in fact, the hefty lefty. Uh, he's slimmed down since, looking good. Now he's in his 50s, probably drinking too much of that octane fuel coffee, but nonetheless, he's rocking and rolling. Um, gentlemen, would you rather play Wingfoot or Oakmont? Two great settings. I'll let you go first, Gray. Uh, you know, um, I think I'd like to play some wing foot. Um, it'd be a good little course. Uh, it looks tough. Um, but either way, I probably would not be playing the course too well, I don't think. <laughs> um, so, you know, which one would I rather drink beers with the cart chicks or, um, you know, hang out in the, uh, the 19th hole? I don't know. We'll have to check it out. Probably uh, Wingfoot this week would be a great spot to be, though. Um, yeah. So I'm think I'm going Wingfoot. What about you, boys? I think I'm with you on that. I kind of like uh, I kind of like the Wingfoot vibe. Obviously, Oakmont pretty badass. I mean, either one you're going to be a winner. But I think I'm going to like the New York vibes there in uh, yeah. at Wingfoot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Something different about playing in New York. Um, you know, those boys are dedicated whenever they're getting on the train yeah, uh, with their clubs to, to go wherever to play, you know. 
Got that. A uh, couple big names not in the field this week. Brooks Kepka is out. I'm sure he's going to be in something else this weekend, if you know what I mean. But uh, he's out. Bad knee. Maybe needs to get some grip socks for the hardwood floors with all the banging he's doing. Um, and also, Scotty Scheffler is on the outside looking in because he tested for the sickness. He's got the Rona. Uh, two guys that actually I thought were going to have a chance at the U.S. Open. Scheffler's been playing really well and a pretty cool dude as well um a nice story though for the beginning of the week old danny noonan we'll take danny noonan caddyshack he actually was caddying for one of the local pga pros there in new york pretty cool thing i will say though uh what is his name michael o'keefe he's looking he's looking a little rough around the edges yeah he doesn't look good uh gray i told king of this story but a few years ago they did a Caddyshack night at the minor league baseball stadium in Columbus. And he was the, uh, he was the star of the show. And so he was signing autographs. So he went up and got his, got a picture with him and he signed a program for Julia's dad. No play. Yeah. And so his, Julia's dad got it framed above, uh, in, on his basement stairs. And it says, be the ball, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Why Doug. is that on over the panel? Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just happy he framed it. I'm like, it's a two dollar program. He's like, it's priceless, Jimmy. Dude, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> God, uh. that's all. I gotta love Dougie Doug with the sports memorabilia. Um, man, what an absolute legend. That is awesome. I'm surprised he went with the be the ball, not the uh, do do drugs. Uh, you know, maybe he didn't know his audience at the time, so. You're at a minor league baseball game in Ohio. <laughs> that is the audience. That'd be like going to uh, one of the Nashville Sounds games and seeing, like, Brooks Dunn and him not saying, you know, Hillbilly Deluxe, bro. <laughs> yeah. Be like, dude, what? Come on now. He would. Uh, he'd probably stalk you in the face if you said that. <laughs> <laughs> probably would. Probably would. Would you? Um, do you think it'd be? You think you'd have a better chance of getting into an altercation with Brooks Dunn or the Rob and Rex Ryan brothers uh, on um, on downtown? Um. You know, I think I'm going to go with the uh, the Ryan brothers there. Uh, they. Uh, they seem like they're pretty high strung, especially when you're feeding them um, tequila at the uh, local bars down there. The tequila cowboy out there Ugh. getting them nuked out at yeah. noon. Yep. Um, looking like uh, that was a rough deal. I wish I'd have been down there. I wish I'd have been down there for that. Um, and I also wish I would have been at the Kid Rock bar um, when John Daly was hanging that Belvedere bottle. Over the side. Wow. Drunk. They're all trying to get him back. Hey, get your security guy over there. Make sure he doesn't drop this bottle off the balcony. (laughs) 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 Dude, exactly. I kind of I wanted to try and find that video clip because he was absolutely nuked out of his brain. God, he was in his element. He He was. was definitely in his element out there. So. But yeah, the uh, the Ryan brothers. I think you could probably uh, get in a pretty good tussle with them. Now, um, I think I have a better shot uh, at the uh, Brooks and Dunn. If I, if I ran into them, I think that we'd have a better shot. Yeah. Um, I think the Ryan brothers. Um, they may be hard to to take on. 
when they're all drunk Those down some there big, tequila at noon. Big dudes with tequila, usually not a uh, a good combo there. Um, not an ideal matchup, for sure. No, no, not good. Definitely wrong team favored on that one. So let's get into this U.S. Open. Interesting field, of course, no qualifiers this year because of the Rona, so kind of a hand-picked field, which I thought the USGA did a pretty good uh, job of. Uh, some nice names in there. Anyone standing out in particular this week for you guys at Winged Foot for the Open? So um, I like Tommy Fleetwood. I'd like to see him win it. Um, you know, good guy. Um, and uh, I think that he's played well at U.S. Opens in the uh, past. So I think it's his time. I would like to see him step up and at least contend. Um, you know, uh, Dustin Johnson, he's been playing well, but I don't know that mm-hmm. he's going to be able to uh, put it all together again for this week. Um, it'd be hard to put him back to back. I think that I think that he uh, he's got got too many wins this year. So I think that I'm gonna uh, mark him off. I know he's way up there, but I think I'm gonna count him out this week. Get a cat out, DJ. Yeah, he may have gone on a little bender with that uh, 15 million dollars with Paulina, who also was looking fantastic. Right. Oh my God. Um, Tommy Fleetwood, I like that pick. He kind of fits the New York hobo look with the Nike hat and the you know the modern swag with the lettuce and the beard. Uh, I kind of dig it. He fits in there. You might see him on the subway uh, heading over to Brooklyn or something like that. Jimmy, who are you taking? Well, I you know I think uh, this course is going to require a real good ball striker and somebody we've seen since they've come back and started playing who's hitting the ball pretty well, is Webb Simpson. Mm, the Webster. All right. That's a, that's a pretty lucrative pick. Very safe. Um, we'll, we'll give you that one. Uh, very safe. Very safe. Yeah. Very, that is about, that's almost, that makes vanilla ice cream look like oh exciting. Oh, my God. Well, I do enjoy vanilla milkshakes, so go after yourself there right. with that. Well, uh, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I'm going to go um, not so much vanilla ice cream. I'm going to go a little gelato, a little melted Italian ice cream. I'm going to go with Xander Schaffel. I think he gets his first major victory in New York this week. Going with the uh, hometown rival, huh? Yeah, I am. You know, uh, I hope that he would, you know, recognize uh, me training him in junior golf and shellacking him uh, back in the day uh, to get him prepared mentally for what this Wingfoot uh, golf course has in store. I mean, you know, I was, uh, you know, didn't give him any, didn't pull any punches with the old boy back in the day. Obviously, things worked out differently on both accords, but nonetheless. Uh, that's the way of the road, as they say. All right, so ZG's taking Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Jimmy's taking very boring Webb Simpson. And I'm going to take uh, Xander Schaffel. Also, we got a little mower talk pool with that, uh, with the low-am Corn Ferry Tour qualifier, the low Euro Tour guy, and then the low club professional. Jimmy, you want to rattle off your picks real quick? Sure, yeah. And then we're going to give, you know, we got this to Zach Gray late. We got a lot of balls in the air right now, so he'll submit his picks tomorrow, and we'll post it tomorrow before uh, the end of the day. But, uh, yeah, my picks are Webb Simpson to win it, John Augustine to be the low-am player out of Vanderbilt, mm. uh, the low Corn Ferry Tour qualifier is going to be Will Zalatoris. Okay who played at Wake Forest and is uh, living in Dallas now. I think he was the number one player since they restarted 
the corn fairy tour, so playing really good. Right. My low Euro tour guy is Justin Harding. Okay, like that. He is uh, a cheater, in my opinion, but I'm going to use mm. that. There's cheating ways using the broomstick uh, <laughs> to find his way to the top of the Euro tour leaderboard. And then my low club pro is Marty Gibson, who is the uh, guy who works for Ping, mm. who always plays in the PGA and is a pretty good, uh, pretty good player. Pretty good. And then my stick. Tie- and then we're going to do the tiebreaker, uh, which naturally is the winning score. And I'm going to go with plus four this week. Ooh, going with the going with the black numbers this week. Okay, yeah. I like that. All right, some good picks there. I saw that very, you know, when I saw the Webb Simpson pick, Jimmy, and then I saw the rest of them, I said, you know, this is just, this is safe, 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 safer, safest bet. I, I get it. I get it. I, I respect it. Love him. Obviously, I'm okay. going other end of the spectrum, taking Xander Schauffel. You know, I'll, I'll give this pretty safe pick as the winner. My low amateur is going to be Cole Hammer, who's in on, he won some award, Played at Texas, pretty good stick. Also has played in a U.S. Open. Uh, low Corn Ferry Tour qualifier, I'm going with Brandon the Dr. Wu out of Stanford, who's been playing pretty good. Uh, my low Euro Tour guy is Michael Lorenzo Vera, who is not Mexican. He is actually the French guy who rocks the long lettuce with the visor. Love that guy's look, so obviously mm-hmm. he's on the team. And then uh, low club pro, I'm going with... Uh, Let's take Danny Noonan. No, I'm taking Danny Balin, who is the guy that Danny Noonan was catting for in the practice round. So I think he's got a little local knowledge with uh, with Danny Noonan for a couple rounds. I think he's going to pull the tie web, like the good tie web, not when they're playing Judge Schmales. I I did appreciate, uh, I sent it to you guys, his interview on uh, the U.S. Open social media with the Mick Ultra hat on. Mm. Mm. I like Mick Ultra stepping up, being like, look, this guy took the took Danny Newton on the bag. So this guy lit in a, a case of the stadium cans of some Ultras for the boy. And Brooks is out. Their poster child's true. out, so they had to find a new pony. That's true. And I, I like this guy, Danny Balin, a New York pro. Also, Brandon Wu is from New York as well, so I'm keeping with the New York state of mind on my picks there, gentlemen. Love it. Yeah, good, good. I love it, too. All right, right, we've Zach, we've had you drinking over there in the corner for long enough. It's time to bring you into the conversation. <laughs> um, you know, let's. we had a couple questions for you. First one, though, I want to hear the story. So you came down a couple weeks ago to help me break in the new batch pad. Uh, we did that successfully. I'm still paying for it a little bit uh, physically, but nonetheless... We had a great time out there at the Country Club Voxer. Thank you to Tim Boy McAvoy for getting us out there, as always. Uh, great course, great cart chicks. It was awesome. But you were telling me you well, you had to use your dad's like second set of irons because you had a golf outing with the Brazilian and old Dallas at one of the great munis in Nashville, and you realized um, you were you were underclubbed. What the hell happened? Yeah, so I met them out at Nashboro on like a Wednesday afternoon or something like that. We had like a 4.30 tea time, um, 4.30 or 5, something like that, which I get off now since I'm working from home. I get off anytime between 3.30 and 4. Mm. Um, so I was like, dude, I'm set. Uh, Cody was going to be out there early. I think he got out there like 3.30 to mm. warm up and whatever. Um, it's like <laughs> – some of us got jobs, so can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
but um, but yeah, so we got out there, and uh, first thing, Nashboro didn't allow any any coolers on the course, mm. so. I got I got rushed around. It was like it's out in the middle of nowhere, out by the airport. Um, so I get out there. I'm rushing around, freaking, uh, you know, no beers. They're already there. They're waiting on me. I thought I was going to be 30 minutes early. They're teeing off, like, hey, calling me from the tee box. Hey, where you at? I'm like, I'm <laughs> trying to get down there. <laughs> and so, anyway, I put one out in the center of the fairway, looking at my bag, and I'm like, oh shit! Like, uh, I, the lowest club I had in my bag. Eight iron. I was like, yeah, not good. Like, what happened to all my wedges? I had my fan wedge, pitching wedge, freaking 58, 60 degree, gone. Don't know what happened to them. I don't know if somebody came, jumped my fence, stole them, but, you know, probably just lost them during the COVID deal, you know. Just Dragging vanished. Dragging beers around, you know, you get a little... Too many, too many moving parts. You, you tend to lose a few things. So, um, think I lost my, uh, lost my, lost my clubs somewhere along the way. Left them around the green. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know how I, how I got to that point. But they were all gone. I, I just came to the realization all at one time. I must have lost them all at once. I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm like, well, great. So I have. N- I have no pitching wedge. Like, I have no game. Basically, I'm just, you know, in the fairway, and then I'm just going to try and hit this eight iron <laughs> however I can, you know, try and judge it best I got. So, um, probably three holes later, um, hit one off the toe of my driver, tracked it. Oh so, now it sounds like I uh, duct taped a chunky noodle's Campbell's soup can to the bottom of that thing, and uh, it's not good. So my clubs right now are shot. <laughs> you don't so have any clubs. I have no clubs. So, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, so I had to use the Pops clubs. Um, went, grabbed them, and he has that R11, and I was spanking that thing out there. Um, so I think I'm going to have to have to go get me a tailor-made driver. Um, I was with the Callaway there for a little bit, um, but I was hitting the tailor-mades prior to that. And um, I don't know. I hit those, I hit that driver well. So You did. Um, I think that's my, uh, I think that's my next route is going to be. Hey, Zach. Yeah. I've, uh, I'm going to get fitted on Thursday for some new irons and wedges. Yeah. Do you, do you want my old ones? Dude, may have to. Wow. All right. Yeah. Well, welcome, uh, welcome to Storage Wars now on Mower Talk Tuesday. Right. right. All right. All right. We'll work it out. Yeah, we'll work it out. Just uh, let me know. But, um, yeah, what wedges are you hitting? I got the uh, Titleist Vokies. Nice. So I got a 52, 56, and 60. Okay. Gotcha. See, so the 60, me and the 60 degree are um, enemies. I could never hit that club. I'm glad I lost it. Um, <laughs> was absolutely my worst club. Every time I had a good, you know, and it always came about, I was like, dude, I was like playing the whole well, and I was like, you know what? This is the perfect spot for the 60, and then I blow my whole hole, and I got pissed off, so I'm glad I lost that club. Whatever. Never so, want to see I it again. Guess, yeah, never want to see it again. People just laughing at me. I'm like, yeah, well, it's 60 degree. Can never hit it. 
So, um, but yeah, you said a 52 and a 56? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I may be able to hit those, but the 60 never was able to hit it. Uh, we, 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 you don't have to have the 60 if you don't want it. Well, I'll take it. <laughs> That's my personal throwing club when I get angry. Yeah. Yeah. Hit a bad drive. Give me that 60 real quick. I need a helicopter this thing. <laughs> a helicopter the 60. The helicopter yeah. stick. Love right. that. Yeah. Everyone needs a nuke stick in the bag. You were hitting that R11, though, amazingly well. You were bombing it. You are the just the driver connoisseur uh, of, of the group. No question about that. Dead straight ball. Um, goodness gracious, what a deal. All right, ZG, we're going to get into uh, a quick, uh, some quick questions for you yep. here. Um, I wrote some down drunkenly on Sunday night, and uh, I left the notes at my house. And then, B, I also couldn't read them because I can't write. I'm illiterate. <sighs> How did I get a journalism degree? I don't know. I still have questions about that because I can't write for shit anymore. I'm worse than a damn doctor. Um yeah. Anyway, all right, so first things first, Zach Gray, the question that everybody on the planet that knows you wants to know, where the hell did you get that pre-shot routine with the arm the arm reach? So I got that one from our good buddy, Dallas Hill. Um, <laughs> so back in the day, we were playing um, a lot. You know, he played college golf here in Nashville, um, and so – um, we would go out and, you know, play, hang out, do whatever. And he was always giving me a little bit of the, uh, you know, coaching there, a little free coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I could never just, I was always, my posture was always off. And so, you know, he was always just like, dude, touch the bottom of that club, bring that shoulder up and keep it there. And, and we'll see what happens. And, uh, dude, I just started doing that and I started hitting the ball a little better kept my posture up a little bit, got me over the ball a little bit more, and, dude, it's stuck ever since. So um, before every shot, I always do that, and uh, my little pre-shot routine. Dude, fucking Dallas. That is the most redneck uh, (laughs) fucking advice I've heard, but it works for you. It works. I can't hate on it. Yeah. Dallas is the the redneck George Gankus. Uh, I was going to say the redneck Mac O'Grady. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we uh, he may have he may have had a couple beers whenever whenever we were doing this, but yeah, you know he's just out there uh, trying to help the old boy out, and uh, you know it's hard to help this guy play like shit. So <laughs> you know, I'm open and honest. That's why we love you, ZG. Yeah, open and honest. Open and honest. Yeah. But I will say, for a guy who says he plays like shit, Zachary, I think you are the straightest hitter of the golf ball I've ever seen in my entire life, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I don't either. I mean, that thing goes. I mean, the, there's. It would be if anything. It's like, oh, that was a two yard fade, one foot draw, dead straight. I mean, right. prime example was when you and I paired up in the business school two man scramble at the country club. You were finishing up college. I had just started working, and you were like, "Bro, you want to play in the scramble?" I was like, "Absolutely." Let me get out of the office. Thank you, God. So we're out there playing at the country club. Dialing it in, nightmare because it was cart path only in a scramble event out there, which is not good anyway. And we're on, uh, God, I don't know, we teed off on the back. No, we teed off on 17, the par 5. Yeah. So we're making the turn. We're on number 9, par 3, down the chute, about 170 yards, water left, dumpster fire on the right, close to the pin competition. 
I I think I threw one like in the stuff on the right. I'm like, okay, we're I don't I don't know what's gonna happen here. We've been drinking. We'll see what's. Right, oh my god, Gray's up and we're screwed. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, Gee, we're fucked. We're making four. At best, we're making bogey here because obviously I saw you with your 60 degree wedge all day too, and I was like, this yeah. is we're not going anywhere fast. This is not. We we'll right. have to putt it. We might have to putt it, dude. This thing. ZG hits this seven iron, and it is going dead straight at this flag. And I'm going, that's them. That's got a chance to go in the hole. Sure enough, dude. What was it like a foot? Yeah, your boy won the closest to the hole competition out there on the scramble. Got fifty dollars to the clubhouse. Um, never used that fifty dollars because <laughs> I was freaking broke, and everything in the clubhouse was freaking hundred and twenty-five dollars. So I was like, ah, I'll just keep it. Never used it. Should have used it on drinks. Yeah, probably should have. I don't but, know if we um, need it anymore. But, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, that was one of the better shots I've ever had. It was fun because it was in a competition. Um, a lot of people out there. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, even a blind squirrel finds an acorn every once in a while. What can I say? Very true, very true. That was one of the best golf shots I've ever seen in my life. And then it was the next hole when the two guys that we were playing with uh, got bit by the dog and had to quit. That's oh my right. Gosh. Idiots, dude. Idiots. Well, I knew that they weren't very smart. This and this was for the you know the Masters program out there, the NBA <laughs> scramble out there, and uh, so I obviously didn't get my Masters, but um, yeah, we were out there playing, and these guys did, and so we're like, you know, we pull up, me and Hayden pull up, and we're paired with these two guys. We're like, yo, like, what did y'all bring? And they're like, ah, oh, we brought like two beers. Me and Hayden are like. <laughs> We got 12 stovepipes, and I don't think we brought enough. <laughs> yeah, you brought two beers. We've already had three before we got in the carts loaded up to get out here. Right. So they're all – anyway, we got to got to talking with them, and they were good dudes. Um, but uh, that's when they started buying us those uh, vodka lemonade doubles out there. Oh, oh yeah. Ooh. I forgot that story because on number seven, remember those guys like duffed it off the tee. And seven is this par four, goes along the highway, kind of a dog leg right hole, whatever. These guys got about 220 into the hole, right? This dude hits a worm burner, rolls up there, makes eagle, goes in from 220. It was like the worst golf shot I've ever seen. Ever. I mean, Except ever. It worked out. It like bounced off a tree, down the fairway, in the rough, out of the rough, onto the green. I was like, what, what just happened? Drains it. And then that's when they proceeded to get blackout drunk, and um, that's when they started petting that dog. <laughs> got sick. <laughs> and we get back, and the the golf pro out there was like, "What happened to your group?" I was like, we "We're like, I, I don't know." But and they were like, oh, "I think he got bit by this dog." Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, we didn't bite but, him, um, but we did get an extra drink um, on their tab out there, which was pretty cool. We did, um, yeah, because they did not close out their credit card with the cart girl who you knew. Um, I did know. Sipsick. Yes. Who Sip-sick. was who was now married? Unfortunately, she was she was good looking, um, and she's like, "Well, they still have the cart open, so you might as well get another drink." We're like, hm, "Make that two, Sipsick." Another double. Another double on the house, say. Eh? On the house, yeah. So uh, it was a great, great little scramble. Um, Enjoyed it, but yeah, dude. And I had one, so I played in the BGA scramble down here. Same, same deal, dude. Um, it was me and three other guys that we went to college or high school with. 
um, Dallas being one of them. <laughs> and uh, so we played in the uh, BGA Scramble here at Legends here in Nashville. Um, and so that's the Vanderbilt home course. So uh, we played out there, and they had uh, Toyota was out there, and they had this Tacoma on this par three um, down the hill. Same sort of deal, dude. I was real close, freaking probably, I don't know, 10 feet out. And I was like, it looked like it had a chance to go in. Oh, my and gosh. And kind of looked at each other, and we're like, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I don't know, the par threes. Can never hit them, but I guess whenever the uh, I'm in a, whenever I'm in a scramble situation, just let them fly. The par three happens. master is Zach yeah. Gray in the scramble format. That uh, brings me up to another couple questions for you, ZG. What is your go-to on-course cocktail? So on-course cocktail, I guess it would depend on the time of day you're playing, right, or however many holes you're playing. It eh, um, doesn't really. I mean, yeah, you know, sometimes if I'm starting out in the morning, a good little Bloody Mary, not mm-hmm. bad to kick it off, you know, a little Bloody Mary start. Sure. Um, or some sort of liquor drink um, to get the engine going. Right. Um, then I typically like to switch off to a beer um, of my choice. Right now it's Coors Light. Um, mm. Can't go wrong with it. Very um, refreshing. Yeah, I think, I think beer is my go-to, um, but I do like a couple liquor drinks mixed in there every now and then just to kind of keep you honest that's very true they do keep you honest and also sometimes too honest but hey that's part of the game um with the beverages zg do you rate a golf course based on the cart chicks i mean what type of question is that (laughs) (laughs) that's a stupid question that's a stupid question you know (laughs) i've been friends with you a long time you you ask a lot of stupid questions (laughs) so i'm going to take that as a yes Yes, I do, I do, but um, there's not many not many courses here in Nashville um, that have the cart chicks going all the time. What a shame. A lot of, not a muni courses out here, not really not really playing the cart chicks. You just kind of bring your own own booze out there. Um, but there are a couple there at the Gov Club. Um, they're pretty nice, um, you know, nice-looking nice women out there. Um, but, yeah, if a golf course has good-looking golf, chicks cart chicks i mean you know it's obviously a better experience for for all guys Uh, you can't convince me otherwise very true very honest statement i love that yeah the cart chicks at the gov club uh they know how to pour too we've experienced that uh multiple times in fact um which brings me now to zach gray uh what are your top three favorite courses in the nashville area and a couple that you haven't played but would like to yeah, so um, I guess my top three, um, in not any certain order, would be obviously the Governor's Club. Yep. Um, love that course. Great course. Don't get to play it that often. Um, and then McCabe. Um, I love McCabe. I love that little muni course, mostly because it's in a great location, and there's always a good little spot to go grab a drink at the end, whether mm-hmm. it be over there at the barbecue joint. Um, they got a couple taco places over there now, mm-hmm. so... Um, good little location to grab some food after or before the round. Yep. Um, so love that course. And then I think I love Franklin Bridge, which it is now. It used to be Forest Crossing. Um, takes you about five hours to six hours to play out there, um, which is good if you can convince one of your friends to play who is um, 
in a relationship, uh, get them out of the house a little longer, maybe give them a little bit more extra time to make some uh, bad decisions, maybe, you know, say, hey, I'm not going to not gonna be home until maybe midnight tonight. Um, but uh, they just redid their stuff out there, so they got a new clubhouse that looks pretty tight. Um, good little bar in there now. You can go sit in, drink you a beer. They got the golden tea. Cool little wraparound um, porch that overlooks the first tee as well as the 18th fairway, so you can kind of see people go off coming in. Um, best thing about that course is when you go out there, they give you a, um, a ticket, and so you get lunch at the turn and then a drink. So um, you can get you a hamburger or a hot dog, or you can get you a cold cut. Um, and it's your, your choice of chips that they've got out there. And then you also get a beverage. So you can get, whether it be a Coke or Gatorade, or um, you can even get a draft Coors Light. So you get the draft of that sticks out there is all part wow. of it. And that is part of your um, green fee out there. So it's pretty, pretty cool. Um, I like that course a lot. Um, it's out there near Franklin off 96. Um, so it's one of the one of the cool courses. Y'all played out there, have you not? Yeah. yeah I thought we all did go out there. Isn't that where, yeah. we, where Don't Touch My Shrek sign came out? I, I believe so. I believe that is where that came about. It was either there or McCabe. Yeah. I know that we played McCabe after that 4th of July, and it was raining yeah. buckets out there. That was, that um, was um, no, that was the place by the water park. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't yeah. you touch my Shrek son. Don't you touch my Shrek son. So no. that's not this place that you're talking about. No. No, no it is okay. not. I think you may have played out there. If not, next time you're in Nashville, we need to check it out because it's a pretty good track. It is uh, a good yeah, track. Yeah, when it's time to play, it usually gets backed up out there. Um, so um, we need to play it. I got to play a lot of golf here in Nashville because you can't get a damn tee time anywhere. you got to make a tee time like three months in advance. Hate that. The worst. So, um, and then a couple courses I feel like I'd want to play. I haven't played the Gaylord um, Gaylord course out here in Opry, Opryland. want to play that one. Um, we tried to play that last time. You were up here, King, but they um, were redoing the uh, bunkers, I believe. So you had to play the front nine or the back nine twice, whichever one they were mm. not working on. Yeah, it was bullshit. That was, and they were still going to charge you full price. Right. Yeah. For sure. Oh, what? Yeah, nightmare. Yeah, and then I guess the main one would be the Golf Club of Tennessee. That's like mm. you know the ultimate dream. That one's real. You got to be somebody to get in there. So that's where they have the pro event, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that one's hard to get into. Um, hard to become a member of. Um, and so you kind of got to know somebody who knows somebody to get in that place. You know somebody, uh, man. You know people. I know CP, and he knows all. This is true. This is, he is the low-key mayor now there in Nashville. I know, dude. He's, he's always, he always knows people that's got the hookup, which is, uh, which is cool. Yet we haven't gotten the hookups yet. Yeah, I've got a couple. Got hooked up a couple times, but um, never got any really good tickets or anything. Well, <laughs> hooray for the Douglas. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, CP. We're roasting you a little bit, buddy. Part of the Ball deal. Head. It's part of the deal. It's part Ball of Mower Talk. Yeah. Um, well, that's uh, that's all fun and games. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, Zach Gray. All right. Dream four ball pairing. Actually, I'll give you five. So then you get yourself and four people to play golf with. 
other than Jimmy, oh, myself, yeah. and uh, the Brazilian and the rest of the gang. <laughs> Man. So I'm going to go right off the bat. I think I'm going to go Kid Rock. All right. Toby Keith. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, probably go with, like, uh, dang, man, you put me on the spot here. I know. Uh, I don't know. Probably go with, like, uh, like a like a Justin Thomas or something like that, somebody out there that can, you know, hit the ball, probably have a pretty good time with. Um, and then the fourth, uh, the suspense is killing me. I know, I, dude, I don't know. I can't, I can't think of a fourth, man. It'd have to be some really, really good looking woman, maybe like Carrie Underwood or something. You know, somebody just, uh, kind of hang out with the boys. Wow. Uh, nice. You know, I like the diversity is great there. Yeah. You know, you got your four, four ball, then you got the. The, the um person to keep you company out there, you know? I like that. I like that. Um, wow, that talk about a six hour round. That is one right there. Kid Rock, Toby Keith, Justin Thomas, and Carrie Underwood. My gosh. That is a eclectic group of people. Speaking of Carrie Underwood, don't you have a good Carrie Underwood story when she used to live right there on the first tee of um the Governor's Club? Yeah, so um she used to live right there off of the uh first hole, so she was kinda back and it kinda dog legged a little bit back to the right. Um, not too far, but you know, if you get get a hold of one, it goes a little left. You're basically right in the houses there, um, oh, off of there, and so I definitely hit her house a time or two um, on that first hole. A little rusty, not hitting them very straight, um, pulling them left out there, and uh, yeah, I think I uh, hit her house a couple times. Wow! Did you leave a number? Did you leave a note? I shouldn't have, but or I didn't, but I should have. I should say. Yeah. Should have just started having me a couple, um, couple Titleist balls with my cell phone number on it, and say, <laughs> "Carrie, call me on it," yeah. and just start nuking them over there in her, uh, her, her flower bed, and hope she finds one. Yeah, you probably get a call from State Farm Insurance, right? Yeah, this isn't that Carrie Underwood, point. right? <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> this is a prank call, you asshole. Hang up. <laughs> Hang up. But yeah, so I did. I did um, smoke her house a couple times, but um, you know that's uh, what happens when you live on the course. That's true. Um, yeah, and then I believe we were playing. It was you, me, your father, and uh, I think it might have been Dallas. And we we're on the second hole, a little tricky par three. Road on the left, a nice house uh, on the right, and uh, <laughs> I believe. If I'm not mistaken, you hit a dead shank and it went <laughs> over the house, thank God. But there was a couple of people, I think, uh, getting a little sunbathing, possibly a little hand job, and you landed, what, a couple yards from them? Yeah, yeah, they, that's right. That was on that, that's on that second hole, par three <laughs> down. But, see, they got that road that runs left, so, dude, it freaks me out. Like, I mean... Um, there's a couple of holes there on the Gov Club that if, if you if you let the ball get off get away from you, you can be in a bad spot. Yeah. Um, nuking a um, you know car coming down the the uh, main road there, um, not good. But uh, but yeah, I've had a I've had quite a few bad shots out there. Not gonna lie, um, but you know it's fun. Um, never never really being kicked off. I did have so. I was playing out there one time with uh, Cameron. Oh, boy. And uh, we went out there. I forget who it was. It was me, Cameron, Mason, 
and it may have been Dallas that was playing with us. And um, so, the you know, that, that uh, ninth hole, the uh, clubhouse sits up on the hill, and then you hit up kind of to the green um, there. So, it, you know, it's par five pretty long. Well, um, there was a couple people out there having lunch on the deck at the clubhouse, and uh, Cameron just, I mean, nuked one dead onto the, I mean, on the deck up there. Like, it bounced, and it sounded like a gunshot went off. Oh and I was like, oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> like, you know, like, everybody, you're not putting out. Nobody's doing anything. Get in the cart. We're going. <laughs> like, we're going to take it to 10 immediately. So, um, yeah, that they can get away from you out there. But, yeah, that was a, that was a bad one I remember as well. Um, good times. Uh, one of my better better stories um, from the Gov Club. Me and Dallas were playing back in the day, back in high school, um, and we uh, were were finishing up the round. Um, and we kind of I don't know I think it was like fourteen or fifteen something like that. So we were feeling good. And uh, I don't know it was like a Thursday or something. You know we were in college, so summertime. It was like a Thursday afternoon at like four thirty, five o'clock, something like that. And uh, he's like, man, I got to pee. I was like, dude, just go over here to this guy's yard and pee. Like, you know, <laughs> nobody's home. They'll be all right. Oh, boy. So he pee. He's on this tree. And if I steered the boy wrong because immediately uh, <laughs> the owner is just running around the uh, side of the building saying, what are you guys doing over here? What are you guys doing? And oh, he, no. he hit us with the... I thought you boys had more class than that. <laughs> and, uh, to which we I'm were both mad. like, well, I'm sorry, sir, but you thought wrong. <laughs> wrong. You're yeah. wrong again, Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Uh, so every time I'm not mad. I'm just there, disappointed. I'm like, hey, man, why don't you go over there and take a pee? <laughs> Never again. Uh, wow. So a lot of good times had. You had the first time you came up to Nashville, we played the golf club, right? We did. Yeah, you you broke me in like a good racehorse. First golf course I ever played in Nashville is like the top golf course to play in Nashville was the Governor's Club. We went out there. I think it was the first time I came up there too and we went and got the old Coors Light party ball for the or no, the Heineken mini keg uh in the cart mm. had the Beats pill going. Uh, also, we had that's when they had those Coors Light summer beers, and we were playing Shotgun Mulligan because we thought we were you know, cool kids. And, right. Um, yeah. And then we were hanging out with the cart chick per usual. That's kind of our go-to move now. It seems like. And um, we were finishing. We played. I think we played twenty-seven holes out there. Yeah. Had a great time. Getting drunk as shit out there. And um, I remember we both got, like, double gin and tonics on, like, the 18th hole. So our 27th hole of the day. Didn't need the gin and tonics. Did Definitely didn't need a double gin and tonic. But we did because we were, you know, we were kids. We could handle it. And I remember yeah. I had, like, three sips of that thing. We're back at your truck loading up. And I had my drink on the tailgate. And you slammed that thing shut. And I was like, oh, dude, my drink was in there. Unload the tailgate, straw through the bottom. That thing is leaking. You were just like, well, I guess you got to shotgun that thing now. Not even like a, oh, that's a real bummer. It was like, well, now you have to shotgun that drink. So, batter up. <laughs> Dude, I remember I shotgunned that thing. Then we go to your house, and 
your parents were talking to me and I'm like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Like jumped in the shower. I'm like, I'm fucking hammered. It's still daytime. And they're like, yeah, you guys get ready. We're going to go to dinner in a minute. I was like, Oh no, this isn't, this isn't good. Um, then we went to Outback and <laughs> I remember I was like trying to pace myself a little bit and you were yeah. just hammering Foster's up there at Outback. Just <laughs> bah, bah, bah. And then, uh, yeah, and I was like, oh boy. And <laughs> then your parents dropped us off on Broadway and um, it was <laughs> nightmare. Not, nightmare. I'm trying to think, was that the night where that chick uh, was asking me to feel her cans? I think it may have been that night, and I think it may have been the night that you um, we got back to the guard shack, and I was all weirded out by the um, Uber driver that was taking us back. And so I just told him to drop us off at the bottom of the <sighs> guard shack there, and the house wasn't too far. I was like, we'll just walk from here. Not and, too far. Uh, Very far. It was pretty far. Not, not great, uh, but it did sober us up a little bit before we came stumbling back in the parents' house. Wow. Um, but I think you um, tried to shake the uh, the uh, guard shack dude down for a cigarette, and he was not having it. Uh, no, he wasn't. We were, yeah, we got back absolutely bombed out of our minds, and we go in there. I was like, "Hey, can you give us a ride up the hill?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Well, can you call the patrol guy to do it?" No. I was like, "Well, you got a cigarette?" No. I was like, "Well, you got a joint?" No. He thought about that one because he probably did. And I was like, well, yeah. you know what? I'm taking your last cookie, and that's just going to be it. Yeah, and you walked in that guard shack, took that cookie, and we proceeded <laughs> to go up the hill. Oh, my <laughs> God. Absolute chaos. Good times there, man. Good times. Wow. Wow. Absolute chaos. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm getting choked up thinking about it. It was such a good time. Um, <laughs> wow. Just absolute chaos. Um, didn't expect anything less on this podcast. Um, ZG also, since you have to get new clubs, since you have like three total now in your bag, um, what would be your set you would get? So I've been thinking about that. I don't really know. Um, you know, like I said, I wanted the tailor-made, so I'd probably go tailor-made driver for sure. Tailor-made three wood, five wood. If I was to go in there and just pick out mm. my dream set, nice. um, probably go with the tailor-made. Um, and then the irons, man, I don't know. I'm kind of, I would kind of have to go in there because I hadn't played many irons. Um, I played my dad's Callaways out there. Not a huge Callaway guy. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I've, I've always wanted the TaylorMades. I think that the TaylorMade irons, um, you know, I feel like, I don't know, I like them, uh, but I haven't really hit them. So I'd be between probably TaylorMade irons, uh, maybe some pings. Um yeah, I would say tailor-made ping or then the traditional Titleist, but um, I don't know. I'd have to hit them and see see how they felt, uh, and then I don't know. Probably um, some Vokey wedges, obviously, um, par for the course, right? And then uh, putter. You know, I don't know. We'd have to see, but it would definitely be uh, probably just a mallet putter. You know, something real simple, simple setup, nothing too crazy. Yes, I, I like that. I like that setup. Uh, finally, this is a, a very extended version of Mower Talk, but obviously got a lot to cover here with the Wolfster and ZG on the line joining us today. Um, NFL is underway now. Uh, Andy Reid with the freaking welder shield on that was all fogged up. He needed some freaking de-icer for that thing. Uh, oh, Jimmy, your Browns are still awful. If it's Brown, flush it down, or uh, you go see Odell Beckham. And uh, the Titans, ZG, 
Not bad, even though uh, old, the kicker couldn't kick anything. I know, man. Uh, I was getting nervous there. I was like, what is going on with this guy? But um, I didn't watch the whole game. I uh, did pass out about the third third <laughs> quarter right after he missed his fourth field goal of the day. Yeah. The extra point, I was like, all right, I got to go to bed. You <laughs> Turn know, on Hannity. Sorry, 11.30. Hannity been off for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so we, um, I watched it there, and uh, yeah, man, they pulled it off. Uh, they're looking good. They look like they can move the ball a little bit, um, yeah. so that's good. That's promising. Um, obviously, the kicker wasn't great, but you know, I'm not going to knock the boy this early in the season. I think he'll uh, he'll come around here, <laughs> and uh, hopefully, he won't be so bad next week. Yep, uh, te- old Teeny Hill looked pretty good too. Um, yeah. All right, guys, i got to ask, do we think the deal with Odell Beckham taking the dump on the chest is fact or fiction? Fact. Yeah, I think that's a fact, Jack. Oh, boy. Yeah. Something like that doesn't come out and it not be true. Well, he likes things coming out on him. (laughs) That's exactly right. Yeah, well, I think so, too. I mean, you know, like our good buddy Eastburn said in Destin, don't kink shame. No kink kink shame on this podcast. I mean, hey. If you can find one to do it, you're into it, you know, who's to judge? True, true. I don't know if I could ever get into that, though. <laughs> don't think I could. No, no, I don't, you know, that just sounds bad. Uh, ugh, ugh. Horrible. Messy. Actually, horrible. God, I mean, uh, what do you, lay a tarp down or something? I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, fair enough. We'll leave it at that. We'll yeah. leave it at that. Uh, Zach, thanks for coming on the program. Yeah. Thanks, Ryan. Yeah, this was Yeah, fun. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. Um, hopefully, I will get invited back on at some point once we have gone through all your guests. Um, and uh, I enjoy it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Enjoyed it, gentlemen. We'll do it again yeah. uh, another time. All right. Sounds good, man. Y'all have a good one.